Welcome to podcast number one, Ever Widening Circles, July 2021, an audio addendum to my blog. Hi, I'm Seal. I'm learning how to speak and you are invited to listen. Like all beginnings, this is awkward. I recall learning about blogging 15 years ago and that was rough too, in the beginning. I live my life in ever-widening circles that drift out over the things. I may not achieve the very last, but it will be my aim. I circle around God, around the age-old tower. I've been circling for millennia. And still I don't know, am I a falcon, a storm, or a sovereign song? That is an excerpt from a poem by Rainier Maria Rilke from the Book of Hours, published in 1905. This particular translation is quite Americanized from the German text. This audio file, or podcast, is my ever-widening circle that Rilke refers to. I wrote a book called Different Ways, Revealing the Feminine, that I finished in 2018. It took me three years to write it. The title suggests an instructional manual on the erotic art of cultural and spiritual stripping. Had I branded it that way, it may have actually sold. I didn't write it to sell. I wrote it to tell. It's my memoir. The title refers to the importance of finding out how my difference is valuable and how it has led me to a deeper understanding of my feminine nature, the deeper one, the shadowy feminine that seems to strike fear into the hearts of established male constructs and leave women and female concepts on the outs in many ways in this culture. I tend to lead with that darker nature and I understand its value and the problems inherent in standing within it. We are all learning just how afraid of the dark this culture truly is. I wrote it because I wanted to see what it felt like to be out from under my inner narrative about who I thought I was. That lofty intention was not how the endeavor began, though. It began much smaller and more innocently. I've kept journals for years as a coping mechanism. My mind can be unrelenting in its distractions and obsessions. Years of writing means hundreds of journals that I did manage to keep in an organized fashion in those black-and-white composition books that children in school use. I kept them. I burned a few of them in the 90s. It occurred to me that it was a stupid thing to keep. What if someone found them and read them? At that time, that was a worry. I never went back to read them. I was writing to keep all my inner life inner. I thought that was important, as I secretly believed I would be found out as insane or fatally flawed in some irreparable way. Time would reveal an entirely different unconscious intention, however. The burning of the journals did not feel good to me, so I never repeated the experiment. I settled on if they were to burn, it would have to be the result of my home catching on fire, and that would put an end to the debate. 
Much later in life, I was still writing in my journals, but they had evolved into something called morning pages, and they became a sort of written meditation helping me to keep focused and develop a voice. This evolved into blogging, and I experimented with writing with an intention of it being read by someone else, like a letter or something. It was all slow in forming over decades this way. I aged, and at one point when I was researching how I might want to prepare my affairs after my death, I realized that all my stuff, all my shit, would have to be gone through by my kids. This thought weighed heavy on me, and it was hard to have to experience someone you love dying without having to pick through their crap post-mortem. The subject of dumping the journals rose again. The next thing that happened was I became interested in learning more about astrology. Because of internet technologies, astrology is very accessible to people such as myself who have weak attention spans in regards to spending hours poring over reams of data to plot celestial patterns. Now, it's just a push of a button to chart anyone's life map. An added bonus for me in this in this study were my 30 years of journals, all nicely dated. I could track back to learn the nature of planetary influences over my life and better understand my relationship to these energies. But there was a rub. While I studiously dated each entry, 90% of what I wrote was illegible and lacked any continuity or points of reference so a person could identify what the fuck I was writing about. Regarding my studies, all was not lost because I kept all pictures and letters, including employment records, and I could cross-reference these things with my journals to aid my memory of life events in this way for the astrology. But anyone else reading those journals, no, it was gibberish. All of these things, the concern for my kids to have to decide if it was worth saving the journals, my interest in astrology and realizing my journals were worthless without any references, and accepting that it would be downright cruel to leave so much cryptic dialogue if anyone even had an interest in reading them. It was all of these things that opened me to the idea of, of writing out my story. This alleviated the kids from feeling as though they needed to keep the journals after I'm dead. They'd have my story. There was something else that prompted me into writing the memoir. I was shown that rules regarding storytelling and truth-telling were loosening to accommodate the disenfranchised, and that was when I felt the go-ahead. It was time. It was my own inner development over the course of the last decade and how I have observed a shift in consciousness in the world at large that opened me up. The shift in consciousness and then uh, an expansion to accommodate the new technologies that have become almost magically a type of second nature to our existence. This has made what would have been incomprehensible in 2010 to be a sort of given in terms of sensibilities and spirituality in 2021. I felt like my intention was lining up. I can't think of a decade in my lifetime where radical change was more visceral outside of the 60s, and I was a child then. 
In 2017, I felt free to finally share what was on my mind on subjects that I had previously kicked to the curb and decided them done. It wasn't done. Life doesn't become done. Life evolves into new things and sometimes morphs into similar things. Age has taught me that. In this case, I discovered my privilege. I was shocked to find out that an enormous amount of people in the world did not receive the kind of direction I had early on in my life. And when I hit bottom, I had help in both spiritual guidance and being led to appropriate care. I slipped into this so easily that I didn't realize that this was an exception and not the rule for most people. I've been humbled by this awareness and I now recognize that I have something to share that I had originally thought was redundant. I have experience in trafficking in radical change. The actual publishing of the memoir came as an afterthought upon finishing writing it. It required a surrender of my belief that I was off in some fundamental way and unworthy of a voice in any matter. I wrote an entire book. I had to let that reference to myself go. It wasn't easy. Again, I was guided to help with this and received it. I thought myself valueless most of my life like a cheap token that I could toss around in a lighthearted, self-deprecating way. I now experience myself as a diamond in the rough, something of value that is not easily seen or defined. There is nothing about me that is polished, and I'm fine with that, but I'm not trash. Not anymore. Turning myself inside out in a public forum is what happened with the publishing of the book to print. My story ceased being a beast of burden within me. Had I fancied it would externalize to carry me to new heights of social stature, I found out quickly that was not the case. It was a moment of reckoning to realize that no one really cared about all the things that weighed so heavily upon me. It is both liberating and annoying to realize this. It was like someone should care, but no, no one really cares about all that shit a person drags around in their lives, in their head. People read memoirs to find or discover a relatedness. I am not easy to relate to. Never was. Duh. It is my belief that my memoir was written to be found by someone who would find their own voice calling out from within the story. It was written for someone besides me who needs to read it. It wasn't written for my popularity. No one's love for me is contingent upon my baggage count, my successes, or my faults. That's not how love works. I wasn't heavily invested in the expectation of others understanding me, thankfully. In fact, I purposefully put the difficult aspect of my story right at the beginning, partially to ensure a reader would know that they were get what they were getting into. Personally, I don't like nonfiction stories that seduce. I like to know what I'm in for and not be nosed into a type of response to startling events. I don't want a manufactured response. I would rather pass on things that are contrived. I want attention as much as the next person, but I didn't really believe the book would be popular for a variety of reasons. I know 
that its quiet, condensed nature could not only be the point, it could actually be a blessing. What I've come to realize roaming around in all of this new real estate publishing my memoir has provided within me is that what matters the most to me is self-validation, energetic discipline, and developing my voice. Clearly, my natal chart shows this to be an exercise in liberation for me. Not to be a writer of any type, no poet, songwriter, or author. Not to be a speaker, a narrator, or a voiceover talent. Not to adopt any role but to step into all the ways I have to use my authentic voice, speaking my thoughts, and, frankly, sometimes crossing over into channeling. There is some channeling in the book. When I am vibrating at higher frequencies, I can receive insight. Don't ask me how it works, I really don't know, but I did feel it repeatedly while writing the memoir. I felt it intermittently all my life. I experience it as an intimate, flowing conversation with a higher vibration that feels loving, abundant, and generous. A hair-brained or even a bright idea doesn't feel this way. Those hold a lower vibration. It is my relationship to how my body responds to vibrational frequencies that has always guided me. I've learned over the decades to trust it, and I continue to cultivate it. It's not like everybody doesn't have this skill. Everyone does, but they name it, identify it, and utilize it in different modalities depending on where they're at and what their focus is in their lives. Access to higher frequencies of thinking and being is no longer the exclusive domain of the sacrosanct. We are evolving, and with the loosening of constructs to reform in new ways, the doors have been thrown open. We can choose love or we can choose fear. We can stay open to awareness or close with myopia. It is our choice. With choosing comes the power of that choice and the consequences of them, which are also now, unlike in the past, entirely our personal responsibility. I have goals with this audio experiment. I have inspirations that are developing since I finished the book. I think the subjects that I touch on lightly in it are valuable topics to discuss, and while I'm big in Belgium as someone who would be worthy of a listen and a read, I'm feeling inclined to step up and speak my mind on my own, unsolicited. As I stated, my story was written thin and touches upon weighted subjects I think worthy of further consideration. I will make a straight-up audiobook, perhaps, later, when I'm better at this. But I would like to be able to sit down here eventually and simply chat up whatever's on my mind, and I don't have that skill yet. I'm reading this. I may never have it, but this is what I'm aiming for, to feel comfortable speaking my mind, to bridge the dimensions with thought, as in a weaving, and to quote Rilke, Live my life in ever-widening circles to drift out over the things. Thank you for listening. You can find each of these audio clips attached with a corresponding blog post at allthedifferentwaves.com.